Congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles, who are the World Super Bowl champions. <laughs> Start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and I've never eaten soft pretzels with a U.S. ambassador to Norway. (laughs) I'm Jason, and I guess we did pick up some soft pretzels at the U.S. ambassador's house. We didn't have the pleasure of eating the soft pretzels with the ambassador. Anyway, welcome to the Location Indie podcast. We're all about the freedom, the lifestyle, the travel. You can learn more at locationindie.com and join the best community of digital nomads and location independent entrepreneurs on the planet. We love our little corner of the internet. Trav, um, yeah, we got a lot. Wait, to t- wait, wait. Did he... Hold on. I got to get to the bottom of the soft pretzel story. Did he give them... Did he personally give them to you, the U.S. ambassador? And if so, why didn't you eat one with him? Like, he didn't want to eat soft pretzel? I mean, okay. So, the soft pretzel thing, this came about... Let's put some context on this, Travis, because our beloved Philadelphia Eagles, the NFL football team, the Philadelphia Eagles, maybe if you're listening to this overseas, you're like, what are these guys talking about? It's an NFL professional American football team just won the Super Bowl for the first time ever. And we've been going pretty much nuts. And I uh, I was watching the game with two guys from Philly that are brothers that both happened to marry Norwegians somehow. <laughs> I have no idea, which is how does that happen? Well, they explained it. But anyway, um, and we were trying to get all this like, you know, all the good football food because the game here started at almost 1 a.m. Trav. And there was no way like when you say here, you mean in Oslo, yeah, in Oslo the Norway, game started when I live yep. here. So and there was no way I was going to watch this game on like a replay or something. I've been a fan of this team for four decades, you know, like it just wasn't going to happen. So and I needed to find some guys to like that would go as crazy as I would. So um, we got some soft pretzels uh, from this awesome cafe that I get them from. It's actually like a, a I think it's a it's a chain, but it's like a German coffee chain i don't know they they're great they're it called makes Backstuba. sense if it was german they're, yeah they're called yeah, backstuba okay. and they, they they make really good soft pretzels so um i didn't know what was going on but uh, my buddy is a guard at the u.s embassy and he was like yeah we got to go to the ambassador's house and pick up these soft pretzels and i'm like what so we do this crazy detour it's whatever like 10 30 at night we're walking through this park and if you've ever been to Norway at this time of year in the winter, it can be like walking on a giant frozen lake, basically. Like, literally, that's what it was like. We're walking up these trails. There's nobody around. It's just all ice. We're basically skating along in our shoes, trying to get to this ambassador's house. And I'm thinking in my head, yeah, we're going to knock on his door. We're going to, like, shake his hand. He's going to invite us in. We're going to talk about football, you know, maybe eat some soft pretzels with him. Um, no, we uh, they were just at the guard shack outside of his house uh, um but it was still why, pretty cool why did he have soft i don't really know it was some shack. logistic thing because i think josh had left them 
at the embassy and then somebody brought them there and I, I don't really know what happened but it was funny that we did this whole detour and had to go to the embassy amb- uh, ambassador's house just to get soft pretzels um but it was funny because in my head i had worked it up to this like i mentioned like this this warm fire and this gentlemanly handshake and next thing you know i'm, I'm hobnobbing with brandy or something with the, with the yeah ambassador. he's like a 65 year old he's got like on an eagle's t-shirt <laughs> spread over his little paunchy gut maybe he like turns out he grew up in philly yeah like right. you're talking about what what the 70s were like in philly and how they've changed in front of a warm fire with cigars right in this beautiful residence and instead you're slipping and sliding around to get to a guard shack with probably fro- dude how are those pretzels warm if they're in the guard shack? oh, oh they, they, they weren't solid. they weren't warm travis they weren't warm but anyway it was still a cool story the fact that we had to swing by the ambassador's house to pick up some soft pretzels you know we're bringing up all this football stuff i know this isn't like a football podcast but today travis our mystery topic that i'm bringing to the table that i want to jam with you about is what risks you should take or how to balance risk how to walk the line of risk when it comes to your location independent business and you can even mix in some travel there as well and um the reason why i bring up risk is because the head coach of the eagles i mean we can we can go with the super bowl metaphor throughout this whole this whole show i mean he took some serious risks on game day or what could be perceived as risks at the time but it turns out those were all necessary to win the game yeah, that dude's got some stones, man. Like, oh my gosh. Well, so here's what we were talking about to keep to keep the football thing going. As Eagles fans, when you're playing a team like the Patriots, so again, if you guys, if you're from the U.S., you watch a game, you know what, what happened. But if you don't, Patriots dynasty, best team of the last 15 years, hands down, probably the best coach of all time, best quarterback of all time. And so you've got these underdog Philadelphia Eagles who have a backup quarterback playing against the what could be conceived as the best best team of all time, right, uh, of the last 15 years, certainly. And so during that whole game, my buddy and I were chatting with each other, and we're like, you know, in order to win this game, you have to go for knockout punches. Like, you can't just play a safe game. This team is not going to beat themselves because they're too good. And so if you play conservatively and you kind of just go, all right, a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit, and hope to sneak out a win, probably not going to happen. Like, you better come out swinging, and if you get blown out or you go down in flames, okay, you're not expected to win. But if you do if you do connect and if you do make it happen, you have a pretty decent shot of actually making it work and pulling the upset. And that's what they did. You know, they'd go for it when they on fourth down. Uh, ran a crazy play where the quarterback caught the where Nick Foles caught a touchdown. You know things that probably no other coach in the NFL are going is going to run. And one of the reasons I think it worked, Jay, is that they didn't they didn't take it too seriously. And when I say they, I mean the Eagles, the t- our team that won. They didn't take it too seriously. They came. They said, "Hey, we're the underdogs. We think we're as good as them, but we're going to have fun. We're going to enjoy it, and we know we're going to take risks." And so let's do it. And I think that's a metaphor or, or a theme that you could use for this whole time. Like when you're becoming location independent, you should be having fun with it. Like the worst case scenario that's going to happen is you're going to end up where you were before. The worst case scenario that was going to happen with the Eagles is they're going to lose to the Patriots, which everyone expected to happen except for us. Um, <laughs> and they were going to, you know, they had a good season. It was, it was great. They end up losing. They fell short of their ultimate goal, but they ended up back where they were. And I just think that if you're looking at location independence and this lifestyle that you have to build in that lens, you're going to have more fun doing it. 
and you're probably going to have a better chance of success if you just say, this is something I'm striving for, but it's not like if I fail or I don't get there, my life is not over. I'm just at the spot that I was at before. And and even and you might even be ahead of it, right? Because you can go into all the well, you tried and you learned from it and this and that. But even if you failed and then you went back to exactly what you're doing before, are you in a worse position? Probably not. I like what you said. You know, we think we are as good as them. Um, you know, as far as the Eagles' mentality in that game, like they had to think, oh, they're they're as good as this team to beat them. And you kind of have to have the same mentality when you go into business, right? Like you can't look at we'll say competition for lack of a better term or other people that are doing things in the space that you want to be in. And like Travis and I have talked about this before, we don't really believe in competition in the sense that, I mean, it's good good to be competitive in, in like a healthy way, but you, you can look at it more as partnerships. Like, oh, those these are potential people I could work with so we can help each other grow. Like if Travis and I thought of everybody as competition, like we wouldn't even be business partners because we both had travel podcasts. We would both be like, well, no, that guy's like, I'm competing against him. But that's not really the best way to do it. And you know, when you're getting into a new space and you're just starting out, you're looking at the other people or the other companies in that space that are doing it successfully. And I like that idea of taking that Eagles mentality, like thinking you have to think you're as good as them, even though you might not be at that level in terms of, you know, income generation or what, however you're sort of measuring up against the competition. I'm using a lot of air quotes here (laughs) as I say these things, but Know that you know you can be in the same league and you can play with these people. I think, and and the other thing is the risk element, Trav. Like, you know, in real, it's easy to look back and say, well, the head coach made all the right calls. And I mean, we say you might not be familiar with the game, but when we say like this coach took risks, it was like far beyond like the risks, like Travis said, like most coaches would have taken in terms of play calling and situations and stuff like that, uh, especially in a big game like that. So what about risk and business? Like what, how do you, how do you manage that in real time? That's one thing I want to talk about here. I think if you look at it and say, I'm going to do everything that I've done and make the same sort of decisions when it comes to like how safe or risky they are and make the same sort of decisions as I go for this LI lifestyle that I did to get to where I am, you're not really going to move ahead because you got to a certain situation, like you got to a certain spot of where you are in life, right? By, by taking a certain amount of risk. Um, and maybe let, let's say that's a low amount of risk. And I do think that if you go into doing something in location independence and say, well, I'm going to have that same risk tolerance, but I'm going to become location independent. I think it's going to be very hard for you because you've, you've already done the safe thing. And I think that to do something a little bit different is it is inherently going to be more risky. Like, so I'm not sitting there. I don't want people to hear risk and think, reckless. I think risk and reckless are are completely different things. Like reckless to me would be, okay, I want to be location independent. So I listened to this uh, location and podcast today and these guys were talking about risk and I turned it off at exactly 10 minutes. So you didn't hear this part and I'm going to quit my job tomorrow and I'm going to go for it. That to me is reckless. Risk would be something more along the lines. And, and maybe you don't think of this as a risk because it doesn't even seem that risky, but risk might be saying, Okay, 
I am not going to quit my job. I'm going to stay at my job, but I am going to devote maybe every other weekend to building my side hustle for the next six months. And and if you're listening, you're like, well, that's not risky at all. That's just smart. Well, okay, cool. Well, then we're on the same mindset. But to some people, that would be like, oh, well, what if I spend the next every other weekend, the next six months and miss a birthday party and do this and nothing comes of it? You know, that... Well, you know what I mean? Like, to, like there is a bit of risk there because you're giving up some other stuff that you know is happening. Well, it depends on how you look um, at it. I mean, like, there are legitimate risks, I think, like, that you're going to perceive as a... You, we could talk about perceived risks, right? So, say you start a business, it starts making $300 a month or whatever. Obviously, it's not enough to go location independent, but you're you're doing something and you decide at one point, I'm going to reinvest that and bring somebody on to help me out, even though I haven't grown for the last six months or whatever. Well, that's a risk or a perceived risk, you know, and there's the risk reward thing. So there, it's how you look at it too, right? So like you might have gone to college or one might have gone to college. Like when I went to school and got into a whole bunch of student debt, I didn't even think of it as risky, even though I was taking a $20,000 loan and going to school for four years when I didn't even know I, what I wanted to do. It turns out I ended up, I did communicate, I did major in communications and I guess I'm using my degree in some way because I'm communicating right now. But um, it, the, the idea of that being risky didn't even cross my mind. And like, I think that's a common thing. Like people might go to school or grad school or whatever. And like, you know, on the surface, it seems like, oh, well, that's, you know, you're not doing a risky thing, but are you not doing a risky thing? So it's really the perception of risk and maybe you know in the football game the coach's mind like he wasn't perceiving that as risky in that situation he was perceiving it in as a as necessary to to beat this team and to win the game and i think identifying maybe as we're talking this out what risks are necessary to you know kind of kind of like maybe labeling them i, I you know yeah i i, I mean i okay Yes, I, I think you're right. May, if if you can come up with good labels for them, great. You're always good at that kind of thing, like puns and labels and all. I would say also to build on that is that when we talk about risk and we talk about recklessness and things like that, risk usually comes after, like after some thought too. I, I you know what I mean. I think reckless is when you don't think and do something, and then risk is when you. Think Think of something or you work to something and then take that uncomfortable step. Does that make sense? Like, so I, again, I don't want people to hear it and be like, all right, well, I'm just going to quit my job. I'm going to go traveling. I'm going to do this if you're not prepared. But like saying I'm going to work to quitting my job and then taking steps to get there and then actually doing it, that is a risk, right? But it's not in my mind reckless because you've thought it through. So I think risk is thought through more than people think right off the bat. I don't think risk is a thing that's made right away a snap decision all the time. I, case in point with a football game. They had practiced this play that they ran over and over and over again, knowing that they might use it at some point, right? And then when it came time to do it, they're like, yeah, this is a bit risky of a play, but we've worked towards it. We know what, what can happen. Yes, it's a risky call, but we're going to do it. But it wasn't like someone came into the huddle and said, all right, you run this way. We've never even thought about this before, but let's just give it a go and run this trick play. No, they had practiced it to be ready for when the time to take the risk happened. They were as prepared as they could, and it it still might fail, or it still might not work out, you say, but you're, you've prepared to take the risk. 
And I just want people to make that that I just want to make it clear so that people don't think risk means you're just jumping at, at something that happens right away. Well, yeah, whether it's a legitimate risk or a feeling of risk, which you could argue that that's the same thing, right? It's depending on who you are. At some point, you will take a risk or a chance or whatever you want to label it or call it. So, you know, in your scenario, you mentioned like at some point you leave your job and you take the leap and that is taking a risk or taking a chance in some way, but you're, you're saying you're mediating that with, you know, the work you've done and the experience you've built up and everything. So a lot of ways to look at this, but to get to some practical stuff, I'm curious how you assess risk in real time. Like just like the coach in real time is looking at a fourth down while he's got a bunch of fourth down plays that he might run and he knows which ones they've practiced and he's looking at who's on the field and the schemes they're running and he's assessing the risk of his next move. How do you do that when it comes to location independent business or travel for that matter if you decide you're going to you know, take off for some months and you're not going to be able to work and your business isn't in that place? Like It could be anything around that. I think, and this is super cliche, but I really think the best way to figure out if a risk is worth it or not is to follow your instincts or go with your gut. And because you've probably thought about it a lot, like your gut is probably going to be right because you've already in your head thought through some stuff that makes the decision that you that you think is right probably the right one. Um, so... You know, for me, uh, when we talk about, let's talk about travel. Uh, Heather and I just recorded a podcast where we were talking about one of our best experiences of 2017. And we were spending a day at this lake. And this isn't a risk, but it's, it's along those same lines, right? It's not a risk, but we could either have gone back and relaxed in the city we had just come from and knew it was going to be easy and had a place to stay and be like, okay, this will be cool. Or we could have went up into the mountains, not had a place to stay that night, had to figure it out as we went, and then the next day drove like through the mountains again down this pass and back into town and like and like had a more of an adventure. And looking in hindsight, like we took the adventure route, right? And looking in hindsight, we're like, well, like obviously that was an awesome decision. Like, why wouldn't we have done it? But in the moment, we were both kind of feeling a little bit like, well, it would just be easier. It would, you know, a little. I should I say apathetic maybe. And but for me, my gut was saying, yeah, it would be easier to go back and just spend time in the city. But come on, like who knows what lays ahead, but it's probably gonna be pretty good because I've made this before. And so I think that if your gut is telling you to go with the thing that seems harder or less sure or the more abstract and not as solid, I think that you should trust that. And whether that's in travel or whether that's in business, I think that for me, the reason we did that decision was because we we knew like, all right, what, what could be the worst that happens, right, Jay? Like we go up in the mountains, we don't have a place to stay. All right, instead of driving an hour back to the city, we now have to drive three back three back in the middle of the night and, and get a hotel room, right? Like there's there's not like some dire circumstance that would happen anyway. But the rewards were so much greater. And I think so then balancing out the rewards versus what could be wrong is one way to do it. But I think you naturally do that a lot of times with your gut. That's essentially what you're probably doing in your head a lot without even knowing it is saying, what are the rewards and what's it worth and what could go wrong and is it worth it? And a lot of times or, you know, if your gut's telling you yes, then I think that you should follow that, whether it be travel or business. If it 
you know, it takes work to get to that gut feeling sometimes. And may, maybe you get it right off the bat and then you suppress it because it is scary. So you're like, oh, my gut's telling me to do this, but hold on, let me think this out. And then you try to talk yourself out of it, you know, maybe just taking note of that initial gut feeling. And I think, you know, asking yourself the right questions, always one of the most powerful strategies that you can implement in your life. And, you know, some of those questions around risk might be, I have three here, Trav, that I was just jotting down. Um, you know, there's the typical question like, you know, you're making a big decision. Well, what's, what's the worst case scenario? that happens if I do this, you know, and you've, you've probably heard this before, like, all right, am I going to be homeless? Like, you know, what I, should I just, could I just get a job at Walmart or whatever? Like, you know, what, whatever it is, like you ask yourself, you know, what's the worst that could happen if I move forward with this thing. And oftentimes the worst case scenario isn't as bad as we imagine it to be in our heads. And when you start thinking through that, you're like, oh, well, if the worst thing that happens is, for example, like I go back to my old job or I get another job, like I make a lateral move and just work for another company. And like, I haven't really, maybe I've lost some time, but I've learned a lot, like you said before. So that's a good question to ask. Another question I ask myself often when it comes to like spending money on my business or when I'm thinking, should I invest in this thing? Um, there are actually two questions that can help me achieve goals and also decide on on monetary spends. Um, one is just, is this helping me achieve my goal? Like, what is my goal here? And is this helping me reach it? Because sometimes it's really easy to, I don't know, like you might be looking at a whole series of options. Some are riskier than others. It might be easy to default to the less riskier ones, but are those the things that I should be doing. You know what I mean? Like, and is it even risky or am I just making up to be a big thing? Like, oh, I'm going to publish this blog post. Um, I'm putting myself out there. This is risky. Well, like, is it risky? Like if your goal is location independence and you are going to have a website and you need to publish things and that's part of your business, then like, this is going to be an essential part to achieving your goal, right? So you have to kind of do also it. Think, I also think, Jay, it helps you to not take risks that aren't going to help you get to your goal, right? Like, because sometimes people might think, oh, I've heard, let me give you an example. Sometimes people have said, oh, I've heard from other people that, you know, you have to spend 10K in a mastermind and it's well worth it to join a mastermind and this and that um, and spend 10K. So I'm just going to do it. But if if your goal, like, but if you're joining a mastermind group or a paid group or anything like that, and your goal is to do something that isn't in line with that, well, that's an unnecessary risk, right? Then you might be taking a risk that isn't going to pan out. So being clear on what your actual eventual goal is, is going to help you take the risk that will help you and help you kind of realize that you shouldn't take quote unquote risks that that might actually turn out to be ones that that are stupid risks. Right. Yeah. And man, like, and if your goals, even on like a daily or weekly basis, like if your goal is like, hey, I need to make a thousand dollars a month in extra revenue and then I can do this next thing or whatever. And you're deciding if you should invest in some like, you know, say social media management tool that costs 60 bucks a month or whatever, or your time in learning social media or something. Well, okay. Is that generating any income for you? Is that helping you achieve your goal? Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I can't answer that question for you, but just asking yourself, is this, is this helping me achieve my goal? And then another question I like to ask myself, Trav, when it comes to like monetary risk, which a lot of times I think a lot of the risks in business come down to like, you know, yeah. money. It, it, there's like yeah, the wrapped around it in some way, right? Whether it means leaving your job and depending on yourself to get a paycheck or whether it means spending 
a big portion of what you're making into something to help you grow, whatever it is. It's usually risk is usually based a lot around money, yeah. right? If I'm on the fence in something and I've made I've thought it all through and I'm like this is probably something I should do, but it's kind of expensive. I like to ask myself, what would a professional do? You know, what would a professional that's working at the level I want to be, you know, at at with my business or whatever, what would they do? And sometimes, you know, they would do, you know, but in a smart way, if that makes sense. Like they might overspend on a thing, but like oftentimes that's the push. You know, it sounds like a stupid thing trap, but I had, I had like two um, podcast microphones and one was broken. So I basically had one podcast microphone and I needed to order some new microphones. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll just order one microphone. And I was like, but I might be interviewing like four people at once. I was like, wait a minute. I've been podcasting for like four years or whatever. Like, this is what I do. What would a professional do here? Like order four microphones, spend the two, 300 bucks or whatever. And, and like have your mics, have your backups. And like, that was just the right decision. Even though I was like, eh, if I want to spend that extra, you know, 70 bucks in that mic or whatever it's silly like so the those types of things this this sort of mentality helps me get through those questions i i i love that of what would a professional do or even or even thinking like in the future if 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 i am where i want to be in a year would what would i be doing then and that's not to say that you start acting that way now right away but that's kind of another thing. All right, if I do achieve my goals and get to where I want to be, in a year, what would my mindset be? Would my mindset be, yeah, I should have those other mics because I this and that? And if you think if you think of it that way, you're in essence putting yourself in the spot of a professional, right? Like kind of just thinking of it in in the same way that you said, Jay, but in your own through your own glasses of what does success mean for you? Where do you want to be for a year? How would that change your mindset? From, from maybe the scared mindset that you're in today to be able to push you forward to fast track. Because essentially, then you're saying, all right, if in a year I would say yes to this, if I say yes to it now, maybe I'm getting closer to that person that I'm going to be in a year much faster than it would take because I'm actually taking those actions that that person is going right. to take. That's another question you could ask yourself. I was just writing down as you were saying that. What would the future me want me to do right now? Um Another question could be like, is this an asset to my business? You know, is this something that's going to like go beyond? If, the, if this pays for itself once, like your, your example of a microphone, let's say. If, if you then did a podcast episode with four people because you had that mic and it went awesome and like, what would that be worth to you? Well, maybe someone hears it and then they become a sponsor of your podcast or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, is, will it bring back some value like actual, a real return on investment. Um, yeah. And if, if the answer to that is yes, then there's definitely some, you know, some push then to take that risk. If you could actually tie it back to something, whether it be a physical financial thing or, or something, you know, feasible um, as a return on investment. I also thought of kind of another strategy, Jay, as people are thinking about taking risks and should they do it and should they not. One of the easiest things and one of the, best things you can do is run it by someone else. But with a caveat that when we're scared to do something, I, I saw this happening a bunch the other day when I was out with my buddy. Like when he's when you're afraid to do something, you run it by people who you think are going to tell you not to do it, right? Because you're like, you're looking for reasons and everyone does this, myself included. You're looking for reasons not to do it. So you're like, 
oh well let me ask do you think like, i should do that yeah thing? like let me ask my per like uh, maybe i don't know if it'd be your mom but l- l- let me ask my mom because maybe she's like more risk averse so she doesn't even understand what i'm talking about and she's like oh uh, you know that seems risky so don't run it by those people but run it by someone who you either consider quote-unquote risky or who you are looking to emulate or has had success maybe as a step or two above where you are, run it by them. Maybe someone that has experience with that. Yeah, run it by them. And if they then say, hey, uh, maybe that is a little too risky, but I'd consider doing this, then you actually have it coming from a source of, of, of someone who has a good grasp on it, right? Because there are might be things that are risky that maybe you shouldn't do. So I think go with your gut first, but also if you run it by someone who you consider risky or successful in a way that you want to be, they're going to have a much clearer picture than if you run it by like your mom or your spouse or your friend who might not even understand it. And they're like, oh, leaving your job? Well, I don't know. That seems pretty silly. Like, But they're coming at it from a perspective that that is meaningless to you, basically. It's so easy for things to feel risky. Like it just happens all the time. And it's like building a muscle to... to get past those things. And I remember early on for me, that was a big challenge was, was taking risks. And I made some stupid ones and I also did some smart ones, but I can't trade any of it because I'm here right now. I'm location independent and I'm so grateful for that. I'm hanging out with this guy, jibber jabbering on the mic and um, just having a good time. I <laughs> chatting and uh by the way speaking of this guy as we roll into the last minute here i'm holding up a letter from from this gentleman who sent me an eagles care package with um a foam finger and socks for my daughter eagles philadelphia eagles socks for my daughter which she is obsessed with she can't like go a day without wearing her eagle socks she's like eagle socks eagle socks and um she always needs to have them on she's wearing them right now in bed actually also sent me what else did you send me a a, a pennant a, a killer wool pennant, a beer koozie a beer koozie which i used this weekend uh, everyone that every everything that everyone should have while they're watching the super bowl yes. their favorite team thank you man i want to say thanks for that as we tick down and chris is buzzing us out I mean, risk is a deep topic, man. I hope that you, the listener, got some value out of this and got some new ideas on how to approach risk. And I think this is something that, well, I don't think, I know this is something that crops up in all levels of uh, business and travel and all that, something we have to deal with. So I think finding a process for, you know, asking the right questions around risk and assessing risk is a, in in closing, is a great way to go. And don't feel like you shouldn't take a big swing, right? And and it doesn't have to be a reckless big swing, but one that you've planned for. And when you get to that spot, take that big swing, just like the, the birds did when they ran that play. Like, hey, we're going for it. The easy way out would be to kick a field goal. We're going for it. If we get this, not only are we going to be up, but we're going to be like, you also then build on that momentum, which isn't even anything we talk. But when you take a big swing and something happens and it works, it's like a snowball. Then all of a sudden, you're not taking little, little, little steps. You took a big one. Boom. Now you're like a whole nother level. And then you have the confidence to continue to go and go and go and go. So, Trav, um, before we go, I just want to tell you about a risk I would like to take uh, from inside LI, our location in the community. We have like a private social network here. And Sunny posted something up yesterday. She says, total long shot, but is anyone else doing the running of the reindeer in Alaska March 3rd? My best friend lives up there. I go up there often. It's a fun, quirky event that kicks off the Iditarod. And uh, 
Man, I went to the link and saw the video. It's like the running of the bulls, but with reindeer in Alaska. I was like, this is so awesome. Like, yes, this is a risk I want to take. I want to go to Alaska and run with the reindeer sometime. So Sonny, I'd love to die. I love the things that get posted in location indie. Like, it's just this kind of stuff all the time, either travel and business stuff and, and people supporting each other and everything like that. And uh, if you want to learn more and you're not on our email list, locationindie.com, you got to hop on because we, first of all, we give you a free newsletter and, and a free guide when you sign up. We just giving you value all the time. We'll also let you know when the community opens up again. Go ahead, Trav. What were you? I'm looking at my calendar, and I have nothing there for March 3rd. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Running of the reindeer. trip to Alaska. Oh, man. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles, who are the World Super Bowl champions. <laughs> That's my We're best. Gonna have, <laughs> We're going to have... We're going to have Chris cut us off before we uh, break into the Eagles fight song. Thank you guys for listening. Fly, um, take, Eagles, fly. Take those risks, folks. Just like the Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles. Fly, Talk to you soon. Eagles, fly.